Good morning, Four Oaks Church. It is Pastor Paul. It's a cool, brisk Monday morning, November 14th. Hope everybody had a great Veterans Day weekend. Thanks for joining us for Romans Rewind. We are coming down the stretch for our sermon series through the book of Romans. So what we've been doing on the weekdays is kind of coming behind the previous week's sermon and picking up different themes, ideas, concepts um, related to that text that we studied, maybe things we didn't get a chance to hit on or spend as much time on. And this is a good day to follow up the message from yesterday because there was a lot of information and a lot more we could say about some different things. So remember the context. It's Romans 15. Paul's closing out the letter and he is disclosing to the Romans. Now, Paul's writing from Corinth. He's telling them he wants to come visit them see them as he passes through, spend a little time, and then seek their financial help as he launches over into Spain for his fourth um, and probably final missionary journey. But Paul says, first of all, I have to go to Jerusalem. And we looked in the text yesterday, and look at verse 30 of chapter 15. Paul knows that he's going back to a hornet's nest in Jerusalem. Um, He has to go. He's compelled to go because of gospel generosity, because they've collected all this money from the various Gentile churches to give to the church in Jerusalem of Jewish Christians. It's very poor and destitute. Paul says, I need to take that first, but then I'm coming your way and then on to Spain. And listen to what he asked them to pray for him, though. I appeal to you, brothers, by our Lord Jesus Christ and by the love of the Spirit, to strive together with me in your prayers to God on my behalf that I may be delivered from the unbelievers in Judea and that my service for Jerusalem may be acceptable to the saints. Paul recognizes that in order for him to fulfill his dream of coming to Rome and then going on to Spain, he has to be protected by God in Jerusalem. And he knows they're out for his blood. He asks for prayer. Now, we know from the book of Acts, and this is what we spent yesterday's sermon talking about, God did not answer the prayer that Paul prayed in the way Paul thought he would. God did not deliver Paul physically um, from imprisonment, but um, he did end up going to Rome, but just in chains. He went to Rome, but not as he thought he would be going to Rome. Um, and certainly not in a position to be staging a fourth missionary journey onto Spain. Paul was fighting for his life. He was under house arrest two years in Jerusalem, Caesarea, and then two more years in Rome awaiting trial for C- uh, before Caesar. Now, the question is, and what I want to address this morning, if I can, is did Paul make it to Spain? We don't know for sure. Um, from the scripture text, we have some clues historically, but let me first start by trying to identify the question of, is this imprisonment of Paul um, that we find here at the end of Acts where he's awaiting trial, is this it for Paul? Is this, in fact, where he goes on to be martyred? Is he never released from prison? And historically and biblically, we want to say that was probably not the case, that Paul, in fact, Um, ended up being released from prison, either because Caesar found him not guilty or more likely 
uh, his Jewish opponents never showed up to argue their case, and Paul was released. And the reason we think Paul was released is that there are three letters in the New Testament, letters we call the pastoral epistles, 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, and Titus, that don't seem to fit any of the circumstances or logistics or schedule or anything timeline that we find in the book of Acts. All of other Paul, all other 10 of Paul's letters, we can pretty clearly easily locate somewhere in the ministry and the events that we find in the book of Acts. Then we have to ask, why did Luke stop in Acts 28? Why didn't he tell us what happened? Well, probably because it hadn't happened yet. In other words, Luke was with Paul in Rome writing Acts and uh, he's taking all this downtime Luke has to compile these accounts. And by the time he finishes his book, they're still awaiting trial. But there's, there's a reason we think that Paul probably was released, at least released from prison, is um, in the book of Philippians, for example, or it's uh, one of the other prison epistles. Remember, he wrote Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, Philemon, all from house arrest in Rome. It seems that he anticipates being released. And you get this sense that Paul, Luke tells us that Paul is free to receive visitors. They're coming and going. He's been able to minister the gospel even as he's under house arrest. But the circumstances Paul writes about in 2 Timothy where he's in prison seem to be far different. Paul seems to be alone. Paul seems to be in some sort of dungeon. Paul expects that he will be martyred at any moment. These are, these are quite a different set of circumstances. The people that were with Paul um, in his first imprisonment in Rome, like Luke, are not with him um, in this imprisonment in, that we see in 2 Timothy. So what happened? Well, we think probably that Paul, again, was released this first go-around and that he had some years of fruitful ministry. Um, this is when he wrote 1 Timothy. This is when he wrote Titus. Um, he was undoubtedly... Uh, moving around, visiting uh, these other churches. Now, dear, during this time, did Paul get to Spain? Ultimately, we don't know. We, we do know from one of the church fathers, historians, that um, church history indicates that he was, of course, released from prison the first go-around, and that he um, was able to minister in lands to the West. There's, it's, it's some sort of obscure quote like this. And we don't know what that means, could he have gone to Spain? Very, very much he could have gone to Spain. One of the reasons we think that is that the gospel presence historically that the church sees in Spain is all through the ministry of James, the apostle. And we have to ask, was it James who went and first preached the gospel, or did Paul do what Paul does and blaze the trail in which James and others came behind him? Ultimately, we don't know. We're going to have to we're going to have to ask Paul, right? Um, but one of the comments that I made yesterday was that ultimately it doesn't matter, quote unquote, if Paul made it to Spain or not. And I want to kind of follow up that comment uh, just for a few minutes. What I mean by that is from a human perspective, of course it mattered whether Paul went to Spain. It was him, is him, it was his dream, his ambition. It was something he believed God set in his heart. It was something that drove, animated his ministry and his plans. Um, it was a good dream. 
But at the end of the day, we see both in Paul's life and in our lives, all of our dreams um, ultimately terminate in this life. And by that, I mean not, not gospel dreams necessarily, but, but human dreams, people we want to see, places we want to go, uh, relationships we want to build. We know that when we um, die and go to be with the Lord, all of those dreams, in a sense, are, are left behind. Yet, those dreams that we've had that have eternal significance, eternal import, we know ring on for eternity. So for Paul, um, what we need to understand about his ministry is that just as Paul was not clairvoyant, he couldn't see everything that was going to happen. We can't see everything that's going to happen either. And even if Paul did not get to Spain and that dream was crushed or unmet, we know, as we talked about in the sermon yesterday, there were so many providential blessings that God brought about by the fact that Paul was stuck in Rome for two years and in Caesarea two years. In other words, he was on the ministry sideline for four years. All the things that God brought about that Paul probably could not have imagined um, in his lifetime, the writing of four letters of scripture, uh, the chance to minister and serve to people in Caesar's own household, um, the, the occasion to write the book of Romans. Think about this for a second. The reason Paul wrote the book of Romans is that he wanted to pave the way to come to Rome to go on to Spain. If it had not been in his heart, would Paul have written this magisterial work? Again, these are all what-ifs, and not to go too far down them, I just simply want to say that what ultimately matters are not our dreams. What ultimately matters is the God who is sovereign over them. He is the one who says yes to this dream, no to this dream, maybe to this dream, or yes, but not in the way you were thinking about it, or no, but not in the way you were thinking about it. And this was very much in the life of Paul. And I want to encourage us that I don't think necessarily Paul saw all the fruition of what would happen by his broken dreams or delayed dreams. Um, he was just a human. He died only a few years after this. But yet, what Paul did and what we do in this life resounds for eternity if it's done for God's glory and for eternal purposes. And I simply want to encourage us with that, that if we are working through our own broken dreams, if we are finding our deepest desires frustrated and our longings unmet, that God is always weaving a story that we are not aware of, that is ultimately for our good and for his glory, even if we can't see it. Sometimes we won't even know what that story is until eternity. Sometimes God gives us a small glimpse or a peek in this life. But that small peek, that, that, that glimpse, that assurance that what God is doing resounds for eternity is the fuel by which we continue to be faithful. So when I say it ultimately doesn't matter um, if Paul made it to Spain or not, um, I say that under the, the providential umbrella and care of God ultimately doesn't matter if we know, right? Um, I'm certain that we're going to get to heaven and find out all sorts of things. It's going to, in fact, it's going to take us an eternity, eternity to discover them all. 
of what God is doing and the story he was writing for his name, even when we were completely unaware of it. So to sum up, did Paul make it to Spain? Maybe. He certainly was released from prison um, at the, um, the imprisonment he was in under um, through the book of Acts, at the end of the book of, book of Acts. He certainly went on to have ministry to Titus, to Timothy. He seemed to be imprisoned a second time and martyred soon thereafter, probably under the reign of Nero, at the same time that Peter was martyred, probably also in Rome. During those few years that Paul was free, did he go to Spain? Maybe. But it's okay if we don't know, right? God knows God's the one writing his story. Entrust God with your story. Let's pray. Lord, thanks for this day, and thank you for the assurance that you are working, that you are moving, guiding, directing, um, and that we entrust all of our dreams, broken and realized, to you, trusting that you're weaving them into some um, glorious tapestry that beyond anything we could ever accomplish or imagine. Lord, help us to walk in faith today in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, everybody. See you tomorrow.